Welcome to Human Resources for Small Business, where we discuss HR best practice, hot topics in HR, HR strategy, and employment law changes that affect business. I'm your host, Brandon Laws of Zenium HR. Our website is www.zeniumhr.com, where you can follow us, read articles, watch videos, or contact us. Thank you for listening. This begins part two of our conversation with Richard Coley on Lean. Let's take a real world example. So if you're in a business and let's say there's a process that needs to obviously be fixed, um, the leadership comes out with uh, a new process um, and then over time, employees start to see ways they can improve it. How do employees communicate with leaders and make those tweaks to improve? Well, I, I think um, there needs to be some form of um, development. It's, it's, when I say development, as far as the management leadership, uh, there's got to be a way to communicate freely between the groups. And it's, it has to be some kind of mechanism that allows people to say, hey, um, I think if we did this, it would improve it. The, the the thing is, the group has to look at it from leadership, has to paint that picture from a holistic picture. Because sometimes uh, you could just look at this desk and say, hey, if you move this phone over here, that would work better. But maybe that would have issues with a group over here if you move that. So you have to understand, does this improvement help holistically or does this improvement actually cause issues um, far worse than what we're dealing with right now by just making that improvement? So I think there needs to be on both sides some kind of mechanism to say, hey, we need to improve, and then some kind of feedback to say, okay, if we do this and this. So as long as I think you have constant feedback and, and, and the things that can be improved, you you're actually have mechanisms to improve it, then I think it works. So let's go back to when we discussed your 360 performance review that you made public in front of everybody. Because <laughs> it kind of goes along the same lines where you basically wanted to tell everybody, I'm for real, I really want to improve. And I think once people saw that, then it, did, it opened up a line of communication, didn't it? Because yes. now they wanted to give you authentic feedback. Yes. So yes. in this situation, leadership should definitely reach out to the employees to say, this, these are the changes we're looking to make. We're open to your feedback and then really gain their trust that way. Is that how you would? Well, yeah, I, I, think, I think in leadership, um, you, you have to let go of your ego and understand that the essence of leadership is really service. Like if you're in a leadership role, you are there to serve. And when I say serve, you're there to give offer the resources to to move some of the, the the roadblocks out of the way to to you know listen and take action and so if you are able to say I use the 360 my 360 review to do it um, I posted it for all to see so that everybody will understand when I'm asking you for feedback I'm not trying to use it against you. I'm not upset over the scores I received. These are what you feel 
my results are. I take that seriously and I want to improve it, but I have to make you understand that I'm serious about improving and that's my only focus is to improve. I don't really care what the score says. I just want to improve it. So I'm not upset that you thought I ranked low on this or I'm not upset if I, if, if I think that you... And so I think if you could communicate that, but you have to use some kind of mechanism and mine was, I'm just going to post it. So everybody can see and if people were like, well, I guess he's really serious if he's willing to put his 360 review and post it for all to see, all the results, all the good, bad, and ugly, there you have it. And imagine at, at first you probably <laughs> had some looks like, is this guy for real? No way. Yeah, I did, but it was my way of saying, you know, guys, I, I put myself out there. I understand that um, I need to understand. Because the, the thing is, from the leadership position, you really feel like, hey, I am communicating effectively. And so... You need to understand if I got ranked low on that, what is it that I'm not doing? What What is it that you would like to hear from me that I'm not saying? And once I was able to get to root cause, it was little simple tweaks here and there, but once I was able to, to uh, accomplish that, people would, since they knew I was serious, they would just out of the blue give me feedback. And so I, I was constantly getting real-time feedback um, if I had a conversation with somebody, somebody would afterward would come and say, "Well, you know, uh, this is what I'm talking about when your communication, you know, when, where you when you say this and this, I'm confused." It's like, "Oh, okay." Now I'm curious. After you, you <laughs> implemented this, I, I wonder if other leaders within the organization and even employees, if they're like they wanted to, that was a great model for opening up communication. So did anybody replicate that? Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of my staff members um, started rec- replicating it. A lot of my staff members, um, that, that's what made us so cohesive because I, I was being so open and candid that everybody said, well, you know, we all started, you know, doing that and, and having, I, I created an environment where you can receive feedback without, um, since I wasn't getting upset with it, everybody understood that this is an environment that we, we want to live in. And uh, it starts with the leadership. If I was upset that I was getting negative feedback, then it would have trickled down. So pretty much, um, you know, it's kind of like a cliche, but everything does fall and rise on leadership. And that was my way of doing it. And a lot of my staff members, um, we, a lot of things came out of that. I mean, we had a board where we uh, were, you know, just like some of the pictures I showed in the beginning, we had a board where each um, staff member would put personal things about from their life that people never knew about just so they could get some openness and say, you know, we we want us to achieve. We're, we're, we're only going to achieve together. We're not going to achieve by everybody, you know, fighting each other. So what, what do we need to do? To, to make this flow. And, um, this reminds me of a, a book I read several years ago, uh, The Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, and this just story reminds me of it, where you're basically, you're building those relationships, you're building that cohesiveness, which it sounds like you did, and then between the, the open lines of communication, you're able to do things so much faster, and we're talking about lean here, and those two things go together. Yeah. In my opinion, you're able to do things a lot faster, please your customers, do things efficiently. Everybody's more productive because of it. Well, you you nailed it when you said relationship. That is the that is the essence of everything. What happened by me uh, revealing my three hundred and sixty and getting honest feedback and working on the improvements? 
it it built such a strong relationship with with my me my staff my my team my my organization that when I would pull everybody together and I would say, look, we have a problem. Nobody was upset. No group was upset. Everybody, yes. I mean, we, we have a problem. We need to fix it. And so what happened, you eliminated all of the mistrust and all of the, well, you know, is this person political? Is this person, you know, trying to stab me? Is this person just not listening? You eliminate all that, and that's why you're able to accomplish. That's why we were able to accomplish so so much so fast, because we eliminated the elephants in the rooms. And when we had a problem, we sat down, we 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 worked on it, and we went to action. Whereas other teams would fight about it for six months. Six months down the road, we we were already. How much time is a waste yeah. because of that? It's, it's so, so you're right. The, the relationship piece is um, is the essence of everything. And what makes Lean work is when you build that relationship, you're able to go faster because you have eliminated the waste of those elephants in the room that people don't want to talk about and they know they're there. And that's what blocks things. <laughs> so in, in lean, you often hear that in the manufacturing environment, but this also applies to, and we're talking about people here, so it, it applies also to non-manufacturing. Can you give some examples as to what type of organizations, perhaps you can dive into some case studies. You mentioned a nonprofit. Maybe you just talk about that real quick. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the thing with lean, uh, it, it's, pretty much can be applied anywhere with any organization. If, if an organization, you know, has people, processes, performance, and customers, uh, you, you could use Lean. Uh, I, I use the example um, of a nonprofit where we helped a nonprofit focus on um, face, more FaceTime with their uh, with the children they were working with. And we did that by identifying what the largest gap was that was um, keeping them from uh, focusing on the the children. So by doing that, we were able to focus in on that gap and make significant reductions, which the end product was more FaceTime with the child, but also the byproduct was a lot of cost reduction. Now, people might say, you know, nonprofits, that's not a manufacturer. It has nothing to do with manufacturing. It didn't. Um, They were dealing with children, children, from the age of kindergarten through 12th grade, and that's that's what they focused on. And so, yeah, it's no manufacturing, but we still use the lean tools and accomplish something. I mean, uh, we, we use another example of your um, the individual PC, the filing system, uh, just how much waste goes through on the course of a day of people searching for files and some of the things you could do on a, on a PC. Uh, I related to that example, by the way. It's, it's amazing. So, uh, you know, I, I tell people, you, you know, you could be a social media company and, um, you know, you could use Lean on how to be more effective in, um, you know, serving your clients with, with the social media. What What is working? What's not working? I mean, you, you can use the Lean tools applied to anything because a lot of times people say, oh, we're not manufacturing, so Lean can't help us. You still have internal processes. You still have business processes. You still have... Um, you know, objectives for the company you're trying to achieve. You still have clients. You still have um, customers. You, you you still have these things. And um, there's <laughs> Lean can be applied in all of those atmos- the atmospheres. So 
you, you got to look at it from a holistic um, picture that um, lean does not really focus so much on the product. I mean, which you could definitely improve your product using lean, but it, it definitely focuses on the processes and uh, which also help you improve your product. But we're not, we don't go in and if you're an HR and we're saying, well, we're going to tell you how to do HR better. We're just saying we're, we're going to help you enhance uh, what you're doing so you can be more effective with your customers or your clients. Um, you, you could be, um, you know, speed to market faster. You could grow your business. Those are the things that we're focused on. You already, you're already the expert in, in your particular industry. Uh, we're just helping you apply those tools to um, enhance and, and grow and, and reduce uh, waste out of your system. So let's say uh, a medium-sized business, they've been growing at a rapid speed, um, and they're starting to get this lean concept, so they've never implemented the lean uh, tools in their organization. What's the, really the first step for them? Well, a lot of times we, you know, we, we do some assessments to understand. I mean, you know, I really focus on the, the people aspect of lean uh, first because uh, I understand if you have – a lot of frustration if you have a lot of dis, dis, disorganization or other things just are, are not uh, connecting any implementation you do will have you will see some results will probably mediocre and so uh, I always look at you know what does your atmosphere look like now you know how are you um, interacting with your people what type of um, Things are going on with uh, processes or systems within um, communication and training and things like that to really understand what do you look like today. If if you're a pretty good team that seems to be pretty cohesive and, and pretty you know forward thinking and say hey we we know we we, we want to do something to improve, I always start a group off with simple five S um, strategies, and those things are just you know to help organize and standardize and. Anybody can do them. Uh, you can do them within a group. You can do it individually, and you can show significant improvement. I mean, just like using 5S on your computer filing system. If everybody in the office did that, you you could actually <laughs> reduce a lot of um, hidden waste from searching that um, a lot of companies just don't see. So I would start with something like that, get some big wins, um, get some people feeling good, like, hey, you know, we, we improved our filing system, and, you know, I, I've, I can find files on my computer in 10 or 20 seconds, whereas before it was taking me five or 10 minutes to find something because I named it wrong or I couldn't find it or I put in the wrong file or I have so many files open at one time, I got to close everything. And, you know, so you go through all these things where uh, you put a, a system for organization and standardization and you get some wins. And so I, I always start with 5S and I also always start with understanding what the organization looks like from, um, how well would this be received? Uh, if if you have a lot of frustration, I normally start with the five S, but I also start with individuals and say, well, well, what's on your plate? Let's look at your plate, and we use the five S to help organize what's on their plate, and so they're more receptive to say, okay, now we're we're, we're listening to you. So, five uh, S is a is a tool that I think is highly underrated <laughs> and that's because a lot of people think 5s is a cleanup and i use 5s as it was intended as a system for organization and standardization and you get wins that way and plus it just it's the visual piece of it uh you, you know it totally transforms an uh, area um in 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 record time do you imagine um that or do you i guess do you recommend that people start 
simple. And then once they start to get some of those wins, as you mentioned, then start to implement it in different processes in their organization. Oh, yeah, yes. I always um, say start simple and start slower um, because you can go faster later. It's just like the relationship piece of it. Um, you know, in the beginning, you may do a lot of work with uh, building a team, getting things cohesive, you know, eliminating all the, the, the pink elephants in the room. It might take you a while to do that. But after you eliminate that and get it going, that team, no matter what you throw at it, will outperform any other team that hasn't done that. And so in the beginning, it might seem like, wow, you know, we're going slow. But it's, it's a method to the madness because after this is completed, everything we do moving forward, we'll, we'll do it at a much faster rate because we're, we have systems in place that are organized or standardized and everybody is rowing together in the same direction. Richard, where can listeners learn more? Uh, what sort of resources are out there about Lean? Uh, maybe give away your website and those sorts of things. Well, um, my, my website is um, www. I mean, c f s consulting.com. We'll put a link up to it. By yeah, way. and but I mean, there they you know you can just Google. Lean management systems. You could look Google Lean Six Sigma. You could Google Five S. You could Google. I mean, there's there's tons of articles. I, I do have a blog out there. Uh, I have a, a, a discussion page on LinkedIn. But there are so many um, just sites out there that you can go in and dig. There's white papers that you can learn about. There are um, all type of articles and um, you know presentations that are are out there. The, the thing is, it's um, it's so much out there. Uh, that's why I try to create, you know, like some kind of a, a, a format to to follow. And I use the the five S as, as my my foundation. Some people use other things, but I've I've learned that the five S um, will give you a lot of momentum and it would also give you um, some wins. With you know, when anytime somebody's starting something new, people are a little hesitant, people are a little nervous. But if they s- do something and they see the improvement and it's significant, but it it wasn't a lot of changing or it didn't take a lot of resources to accomplish it. I mean, as simple as uh, taking your filing system and, and color coding your filing system, that doesn't take a lot, and anybody can do that. But it 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 has a very um, powerful impact on your flow and so when people see that you 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 get them excited and so the whole thing is getting people excited about improving and not in a way where oh it's going to take us you know six months to sit down and look at every data point it's like no we just want you to change the colors on your filing system it's like oh that's how you want me to do yeah let's try it and so from that standpoint um I, i do try to work with people from that from a systematic way um, in a holistic way and not just say well, we're just going to come in and um, apply a rigid format that may not work for your environment. Our guest today has been Richard Coley, CEO with CFS Consulting Group. Thank you so much for being part of our show. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It was very helpful. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, 
please visit www.zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.